the best healthcare is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Financially Fit Podcast. I am your host, Andre Creighton, and I'm very excited to be with you all here today. I appreciate you all for coming through to listen to what we're going to talk about today. For those that are new, welcome. I hope that you find something fruitful out of our conversation today. For those that are returning, thank you so much for continuing to rock with me into, into 2024, and Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, I'm really excited about what is to come on this podcast in 2024. Uh, for those that are that are new, um, you know, I came onto this podcast about midway through 2023, and I'm excited now to have a full year under my belt in 2024 to really discuss some of the intricacies around financial planning and and being financially successful. And I think that you'll find a lot of the information on here very useful and valuable in your journey to becoming financially fit. Uh, as I always say, you know, the financially fit journey is much like an individual just trying to become physically fit, right? When you think about getting those abs, right? Everyone wants to go and have a six pack and everyone wants the big biceps or whatever it may be, right? Those things don't happen overnight. Uh, it, it's being maniacal every single day towards your goal is when you actually see the benefits of the things that you do day in day day in and day out, right? And the same is true with your financial journey. Uh, it truly is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You're not going to become a millionaire overnight. You're not going to uh, reach the the pinnacle of whatever your goals are overnight. But if you can do the simple things and the basics day in and day out and you allow time to run its course, you're going to be well on your way to becoming financially fit. So let's dive into our topic today. So I was reading an article last week uh, from the Wall Street Journal, and the article was talking about how millennials and Gen Zs uh, are turning to their friends to discuss finances and get advice versus using a professional like a financial advisor or an investment advisor, right? And I found the article to be quite compelling because, you know, I started to ideate over where do I stand on this, right? And, you know, I if you've listened to any of the prior podcasts that I've had, I talk a lot about how it's important to have a financial advisor. It's important to have a tax person. It's important to have an attorney, right? Um, those are the three the three professionals I think that are very important to have in your life. And I still believe that even after reading this article. Um, but I too have turned to friends at times that are, you know, friends that I see that are very successful. They're doing well professionally. Um, from an outsider's perspective, they look like they're doing really well financially. And I do mean from an outsider's perspective, right? Unless you're living with that person, 
day in and day out, you're not actually seeing, you know, what they're doing with their finances. You can talk about it all day, right? But unless you can actually tangibly see it, um, it it's it's hard to truly understand what they're doing um, besides what they tell you, right? And, you know, so in this article, they talked a lot about how, you know, a lot of millennials and, and Gen Z's grew up and started to become professionals in the late 2000s. And if you think about what was happening in the late 2000s, specifically around 2008, um, you know, we had the financial crisis with, with uh, homes and things like that, right? And, you know, I think that that put a lot of strain on the relationship that people have with banks and potentially even, you know, um, just the way that they view the financial landscape of working with someone, right? Um, you know, anytime there's a recession like that, uh, it brings a lot of questions around like uh, whether you were set up right financially, right? And, and you know, some things are unavoidable, right? I mean, I think you, you need to think about the market is very volatile, right? So if you had a lot of money in the market at that time, uh, you probably, you know, suffered tremendously. But fast forward, you know, four, five, six years later, the market did recover. Now, I know that we're now back on a similar course where, you know, in twenty in 2020, the pandemic hit and there was a lot of unfavorable things that occurred that, uh, you know, put people in a very tough position from a financial standpoint. Um, I also think that, Two, the pandemic brought a lot of opportunity for people to really discover who they are, right? You're working from home and you're sitting in an office and it's just you and the four walls around you, right? You're not interacting with people. It truly did give you an opportunity to really think about what do I want in life? And, you know, that's exactly what happened to me. Before the pandemic, I had, I was on a career path where I was climbing the ladder through the financial landscape. I had been a tax accountant at numerous firms. I had worked at Cargill in their tax and strategy department for a number of years uh, and really had gotten a lot of great experience. Went back, got my MBA in finance, and then was helping Spire build out their financial uh, institution from a finance perspective. And, you know, what I found was while that was great, it wasn't necessarily fulfilling at that, at that time. So, you know, I ended up leaving. Uh, I took a leap of faith and started a business with two other individuals that happened to be friends of mine, right? And uh, now we're over three years, almost actually almost four years into this now. And, you know, really have scaled a company and things are looking great. And it's just, I never would have fathomed that I would be in the position that I'm in right now but I'm so thankful for when there are trying times, really taking time to evaluate where do I wanna be, right? Uh, the article also talked a little bit about how, you know, a lot of individuals that are in their mid twenties, they talk about how their parents um, had already begun investing, whether that was in stocks or in, in the market or whether that was, you know, purchasing an investment home or buying their first home. Um, and a lot of, you know, mid 20 year old millennials um, talked about how there's a sense of disappointment and feeling as if they're disappointing their parents because they're not in the same position. Right. And I always say it's it's tough when you start comparing yourself to people. Right. Because there's so many variables that 
look different than when your parents were purchasing their first home or purchasing an investment home or whatever it may have been, right? Um, there's lots of different market variables that look a lot different in today's world than they did then, right? Um, and, you know, I think when you think about how the impact of kind of, you know, back-to-back recessions for millennials and Gen Zs have impacted us, you know, it really puts our mind at ease to whether the American dream is really obtainable, right? Um, And when I say American dream, you know, that's owning a home, that's being financially stable. And what we learned in this article is that 9% of millennials and Gen Zs that were surveyed um, had had confidence in banks. You know, that's very concerning, right? Because that means the other 91% either some somewhat trust banks or they don't trust them at all, right? And when you think about a banking relationship, which I talked about in past uh, podcasts, you know, it's so important, right? Because, you know, specifically as a millennial or a Gen Z that from for most part is coming out of college with tons of debt, you know, our debt looks a lot like what a mortgage would have cost our parents back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, right? And you know, when, when you think about that, it's important to have that bank relationship because we might not have the capital to just take money and be able to put it into buying a home or put it into investing into something, right? So if you don't have the capital, but maybe you are making good money and you have good credit, it's important to still establish that banking relationship because you're going to need them for capital, right? If you're looking to purchase a home. So I, I found that the article was while it was very compelling, and I think there are tons of things that you can definitely learn from your friends, um, I think that you always have to take everything with a grain of salt, right? Because too much of anything um, can be detrimental, um, whether it's good or bad. Uh, and, you know, I think that there's concerns around safety, right, in this conversation. And I don't think that's talked about enough, right? And when I say safety, I mean psychological safety, right? Um it's easier for me to go and talk to my friend about the debt I have or about, you know, the money that I'm making or about what my strategy is to pay off that debt than it is to go and talk to a stranger that you may not know that you're just getting to know. And quite frankly, when you think about a financial advisor, you think about someone that has already done what you're trying to do, right? And that may or may not be true. That could be an assumption that you're making. But I think that that is the overarching thought is that if they're a financial advisor, that they're probably doing really good by their money already. So there's a sense of embarrassment that comes with that. And that's what that's what I mean when I say the psych- psychological safety that is needed in these conversations. And I think, you know, if you earlier in the podcast, I mentioned the word trust. You know, and trust is is a two-way street, right? You need to be able to trust your financial advisor. They need to be able to trust you and, 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 and so forth, right? And when you think about the word safety and you think about trust, I think if you find someone that you trust, that will bring you safety, right? Um, I, I think that, you know, I think about my relationship with my financial advisors. I have two, uh, one with New York Life and one with uh, Northwestern Mutual Waveform. And both of them serve very integral parts of my financial strategy. One is more of a protective. On the New York life side, I do a lot of my um, 
I have a lot of like my life insurance and things like that, just to make sure that I'm protected, my family's protected if something were to occur um, and they would be able to move forward without me not being here, right? If something were to happen. Um, and then I think about, you know, Northwestern Mutual and Waveform, you know, I'm really starting to establish a relationship where I want to start to think about my retirement and am I setting myself up to reach the goal of retiring by 50, which is a goal of mine, right? Um, I'm thinking about, you know, different investments. Am I investing in mutual funds and uh, ETFs or stocks, or maybe I want to be an angel investor investing in some startups, which is much riskier, right? So, but to say all that, the key thing that I think about within those two different relationships is there is in the center of that is trust. Um, I trust both of those individuals that are handling my kind of financial perspective. And I'm a little different than most. I want to be hands-on with my financial strategy. So I want someone to give me recommendations. I want to be able to review it on my own. I want to be able to come to my own conclusions and find, you know, be able to figure out if there are questions that I need to expound on further with them. And that's the way that I like to proceed. And I know that not everyone is like that. And, and this article touched on that is how, you know, a lot of the information that's given from financial institutions, whether it's financial advisors, investment advisors, can be confusing. And it seems much like a foreign language for a lot of people. And that's understandable, right? Because if you're not in that profession and you haven't done your due diligence around it, it is going to be a foreign language. It's going to be much like speaking French or Spanish than speaking English. And the only way that we can do that is to find someone that we trust that's willing to take the time to break it down to us into the basics. And once we learn the basics, then we'll be in a position to be able to actually go out and have a more trusting relationship with um, these financial professionals. And hopefully, you know, with you tuning into this podcast, that's what this podcast can be for you all. I think this podcast can be an intermediary between you and the financial advisor or professional that you want to work with, where I can really help you with the basics of the things that you should be thinking about. So you can be very intentional about the questions and, and the due diligence that you're doing when something's presented in front of you. So to say, to say the least, um, I think that while it's important to um, you know, lean on your friends and finding comfort in that. I also think it's, it, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And sometimes that's going to mean working with someone that you're not, maybe you don't have as close a relationship with as your friend, because your friend also is not going to always tell you exactly what you need to hear. But a financial advisor is going to tell you exactly what they believe you think, uh, they think you need to hear to help you move forward in your journey. So um, we'll put the link to the article um, in, in, the, in the comments uh, on, on YouTube, but I think you should really take some time to read through this article, especially if you're a millennial or a Gen Zer. Um, I think you should really think about how can I be intentional in 2024 and finding people that I trust, you know, finding a lawyer, finding a, a a CPA and finding a financial advisor. If you can do those three things in 2024, you'll be well on your way to becoming financially fit. 
So with that said, I hope that today was very helpful. I hope that you learned some things. Uh, I hope that if you are a millennial or a Gen Zer out there that is, you know, leaning very heavily on your friends, uh, maybe you can start to push away a little bit and lean on a financial professional and still, you know, take the advice your friends are giving them, but also test your friends, right? The advice that your friends are giving you, take that back to a financial advisor and see if the if what they're saying and what the financial advisor are saying are consistent. Because once you find that consistent message, then you'll understand what is actually actually noise and what is actually going to propel you forward, right? Um, so with that said, thank you so much for being here with me today. Once again, I, I am your host, Andre Creighton. And as I always say, the power is not in how much money you make. The power is in how much money you keep. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'll see you guys later. Deuces. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. This winter, the COVID-19 virus is still circulating in our community. And the best way to protect yourself and your family is still with the latest vaccine. They're safe and effective. Vaccinations are recommended for all Minnesotans six months of age and older, but there are still many reasons why the updated vaccine will protect you. Did you know that people who have been vaccinated and come down with COVID-19 are less likely to get very sick or need to be hospitalized? People who have been vaccinated are at significantly lower risk to come down with the ongoing health effects associated with long COVID. And chances of dying from COVID-19 are greatly reduced in people who have been vaccinated, even if you have never been vaccinated. Maybe you are ready to do it in the new year. It's never too late to protect yourself from COVID-19. Talk to your trusted healthcare provider about getting vaccinated or search vaccines.gov to find a convenient location near you. That's vaccines.gov. Unleash the power of smile for your team. Delta Dental of Minnesota offers coverage to fit your unique small business, leading to a better benefit package and a happier team. Visit deltadentalmn.org forward slash small business. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. 
And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future, a plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. Are you a woman known as a good listener? Do you have skills in de-escalating situations? Are you what they call a people person? Then the Minneapolis Police Department would like to meet you. Now in a rebuilding phase, the Minneapolis Police Department is recruiting more women to wear the badge. The department offers career options for women with a high school diploma or GED. There are also opportunities for women with two- and four-year degrees who are ready to apply their skills in new ways. Police work makes a great second career for social workers, teachers, nurses. Women in their 30s and 40s are welcome to apply. There's no age cap. You'll be paid while you train and mentored by veteran women officers invested in your success. Minneapolis also welcomes current police officers to join the state's largest department. Make a difference on the streets, working in your community, in a career with competitive salaries and generous benefits. Go to MinneapolisMN.gov and search police jobs to find out more.